We encourage lurid listeners to be playful, enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. This show is for adults only and is a hands-free listening experience. Well, at least one hand. Hey, hey, lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica podcast. This is your host, Rose Carraway. This email, they are asking to uh, remain anonymous, so we're just going to call them Lurid Listener. Dear Rose, I am a new listener to the podcast and I can't get enough. I am married to a wonderful, beautiful wife and have two amazing children. As you can imagine, my wife's attention is mainly always on our children. I do not mind this most of the time because our children are our world. But when I try to be intimate with my wife, most of the time she shrugs it off. This is mainly what drew me to your podcast, to hear the amazing stories and live the fantasy through the story due to it not happening in real life. I wanted to ask you if you think I should tell my wife about my concerns. I love her so much and I know how much of an amazing mother and wife she is. I just don't want to seem selfish. What do you think? Thank you so much, Lurid Listener. Thank you uh, for sending in your email. This, this is a big one. Um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, we have three kids, and I definitely have been here. The answer to your question, short and sweet, is yes, you have to talk. You have to, you have to, you have to. You cannot not say anything. Um, I'm super glad that you found the show. I know that that's definitely um, a doorway to go through and have some fun, but it is no replacement. Um, So I, I say yes, 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 yes speak to your wife, take her out to dinner, maybe not in a public place. I don't know. Maybe it's a sensitive thing. Um, Everybody's situation is different, but um, you definitely have to talk and um, listen to what she says. Um, Let make sure she's listening to what you say. Uh, Communication is key. You got to have it. If you don't, then, then things start to break and they can break in bad ways. So don't be afraid to talk about any concerns. Um, about not having sex so uh, or intimacy um, so that is my short answer uh, at me I don't know does she know you listen to the show if so has she listened if not would she be cool with it would she like to hear the show um, you know if she needs a little help getting in the mood man I know that all the stories I've written turn me on so I don't know what she likes but there's a fat variety of stories in our library um, you know, maybe maybe you can uh, make some suggestions or just put it in a card or an email. Say, hey, listen to this show. This chick, Rose Carraway, and her husband, Big Daddy. It's a mom and pop show. Um, you know, we've, we've got kids too. See if there's some fun to be had by listening. Or read some erotica or get some audiobooks. That might be a good thing. Um, but definitely, yes, talk, 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 talk. Um, and good luck. I know it's hard. It's challenging. Emotions are involved. There's kids and blah, blah, blah. It's, um, this isn't easy, but it, it maybe could be. Um, so short answer, yes, talk. Um, so there you go. Thank you so much, Lurid Listener. I'm so, I, you know, I'm not a professional advice giver. Uh, I have no degree in psychology whatsoever. I'm just a wife uh, of some kids, been married. Gosh, we just had our 20th wedding anniversary. Um, so we've been going at this for a while and we're still, you know, we're still in love with one another, but that doesn't mean that there's been 
you know, it's been smooth sailing. We've we've definitely had some wrinkles and bumps and we've we've talked our way through them. That's how we get through as we talk. So good luck. We love you. Um, we love her and um, all our best. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, please do so. The email is kissmequicks at gmail.com or you can give us a call 202-810-KISS. Remember, give us permission to use your name. Tell us where you're calling from or where you're emailing from. That's always fun. We get a kick out of that. All right, let's get on to, well, I'm going to tell you about our latest audiobooks before we get to the story, of course. Here we go. Erotic teasers, sexy short stories that will keep you on edge. From orgasm denial to remote control panties, these characters are made to wait, and they love every minute. From dominant, submissive relationships to futuristic settings, they have perfected the thrill of teasing, taunting, and exerting control over their partners, who may protest but really relish being made to hold off. These men and women ache with yearning. You'll relish every lusty, agonizing moment as these men and women wait for the most arousing reward for their patience. Erotic Teasers, edited by Rachel Kramer Bussell. In Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 4, award-winning editor Rachel Kramer-Bussell has gathered the hottest sexy stories starring outspoken women who daringly pursue love and lust. You'll hear about a single mom who goes back to college and gets some very hands-on education from her hot professor, an Amish woman tenderly revealing her most intimate desires, and a woman who crafts the man of her dreams. From outsiders who lustily claim their place without apology, to women taking the boldest of risks with their hearts and their bodies. Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 4. These sizzling stories are sure to make your heart pound. In iTunes, Audible, or on Amazon. And now. Beautiful, Dirty, Wonderful by R.M. Wood. The club is in a part of the city crowded with low cement and brick buildings near the harbor. It's called Casablanca, and I can't decide if it's fitting or ironic, considering what goes on inside. The old converted warehouse is right on the water, and when my husband and I step into the lobby on the main floor, I can see the glowing lights of the condos across the bay through the paned windows. There's a doorman at a large desk, and as he says hello, my heart begins to pulse in time with the insistent beat that forces its way through the ceiling. Hi, um, I'm Julian. This is Simon. We're here to... to see Danny... I say, my voice shaking. I wouldn't be doing this normally, taking the lead. 
Usually it's Simon asking for a table or ordering drinks, but I'm the reason we're here. And I promised myself I wouldn't make him do more than was necessary. I'm still a little surprised he's agreed for this to happen, let alone come along to help. The doorman checks our name off a printed list in front of him and then waves us toward a curtained doorway that leads to the stairs. Everyone is waiting in room three. The bass grows louder as we make our way to the second floor. When Simon and I met Danny here a month ago to arrange tonight, I was surprised to find Casablanca looked like any other dance club. There's a bar across from us and a dance floor and DJ booth in front of thick, shimmering silver curtains that block the view. Taking up a good third of the space are tables and plush chairs. The only things that set it apart are three mattresses on the floor near the back. There's already a few dozen people here, most of them talking or dancing. But a middle-aged man is thrusting doggy-style into a woman against a table, and immediately to our right, a blonde head bobs in the lap of a man sitting in one of the oversized chairs. I try not to stare, to shove away the unconscious reaction that such things are indecent and not to be shared. These people clearly don't believe that. I shouldn't either. I don't really, but sometimes my brain needs a reminder. Any thoughts of shame are laughable, considering what I'll be doing soon enough. In room three, Danny is waiting with a group of guys preparing to fuck me. It all started six months ago, or maybe it began when I first had such fantasies in my twenties. I don't know. But three months ago was when I decided I needed to put that fantasy into words to try to make it happen for real. Simon and I have been together for 20 years, and sex was like pizza night. Come home on Friday, pull it out of the freezer, and toss it in the oven for 10 minutes. Sure, it kept us fed, but it was as boring as plain cheese. It was Simon who first said he wanted to experiment. So we started with the normal things, massage oil, handcuffs, sex toys. It was fun. Wednesdays joined Fridays, and in addition to pizza, we had sushi and chicken carbonara. But the more we did, the more I thought about asking for the one thing I always wanted, the one thought that would send me over the edge when I was struggling to come. The night I asked Simon, we were in bed. The lights were off and I could still see his shape from the streetlight shining through the cracks in the blinds. It was a muggy summer night and the air from the fan licked our toes its constant hum drowning out any noises from outside. I stared at the face I'd loved for more than two decades, now with laugh lines near his eyes and gray at his temples, and thought about the worst possibilities, that he'd take it personally and believe I wasn't satisfied with him, that he would laugh thinking it was a joke, that he would decide he didn't know who he was married to anymore and leave, that he'd agree, but it would change everything and slowly, we'd grow to hate each other. Simon, I whispered, half hoping he was asleep so I could delay the conversation for longer, maybe even change my mind. But one eye pried itself open, meeting mine across the dim space between us. What is it, love? He asked, 
his voice laced with sleep. I want to ask you something. He shifted, folding his arms around his pillow and lifting his head over top so he could look at me directly. He didn't say anything, just waited patiently for me to start talking. He was used to this, me coming to him in the middle of the night with my anxiety-ridden questions. I've been enjoying our fun. In bed, I mean. Sex. It's been good. I cringed at how inarticulate I sounded, but Simon only smiled and agreed, and his eyes showed a sort of confidence. There's a fantasy I want to try, but it... I paused, giving myself a chance to say things clearly. This isn't something I need, and it doesn't mean anything about anything between us. It's just something I've wanted to do forever. And since we've been more honest and experimenting lately, I thought I would tell you. It doesn't need to go anywhere. If you think it's gross or too much, we can forget I ever brought it up. Slow down. You haven't even told me yet. He laughed, only to cut himself off when he noticed I wasn't smiling. He schooled his features into a serious expression, his eyebrows furrowing so a line formed between them. I took a deep breath. I want to try a gangbang. Too scared to see what Simon's reaction was to my admission, I shut my eyes immediately. He said nothing at first. For several long moments, the only sound was the hum of the fan. A strange lightness filled my chest, as if the words left a space where my secret used to be. Finally, I heard his breath pause, and then a breathy chuckle of discomfort that made me cringe. Well, I... Wow, he responded. I kept my eyes closed, sure that I'd made a hash of things. I startled when Simon's fingers brushed my cheek. Hey, open up, he said seriously. Always unable to ignore that tone, I opened my eyes. You want a gangbang? His voice was laced with disbelief. I don't need to do it, I defended myself. It's crazy, I know. I laughed, but it was the same sort as the chuckle, hollow and anxious, made even less convincing by tears pooling in my eyes. I quickly wiped them away. Simon moved closer, wrapping an arm around my waist. And though I remained stiff, I was relieved. It's not crazy, he assured me. It's unusual, but not crazy. At least those porn stars seemed to like it. His lips lifted at his half-hearted joke. I twisted my mouth and gave him an innocuous glare, but felt myself relax a little. He didn't hate me. You've wanted to do it forever, huh? I felt my cheeks burn, but I nodded. How many? I did not expect him to want details. I don't know, maybe ten? Simon's eyes widened. I knew images of me fucking ten guys were running through his head. It doesn't have to be that many, I qualified. Simon paused, still thinking, then said, I guess I should have let you sow a few more oats before I proposed, he laughed, more genuinely this time. My fears crowded into my chest like a mob of ghosts, and I shrank back in an effort to escape them. Hey, Julie, hey. He grabbed my bicep, stopping me from pulling away. I'm just joking. He pulled me into his chest, wrapping his strong arms around me. I let him do it reticently, 
heart once again beating too fast and scared. But eventually, his constant warmth drove away the ghosts, and I sank against him. I don't know how to talk about this, Simon admitted, his breath tickling my ear. I'm not sure I can handle it, but we should talk about it, if it's really important to you. Maybe when I'm not half asleep? He pulled back just enough to peer into my face. Okay, I agreed. Relieved that the conversation was over for now, I buried myself back into his warmth, eager to avoid the sharp edge of anxiety that still gnawed deep in my gut. I love you, I said. I love you, too. Many conversations followed, and then several months of research to locate Danny, who runs Casablanca and agreed to arrange tonight. When Simon threads his hand into mine and gives it a squeeze, the memories are replaced by the noise of the club. I turn to look at Simon just as the man next to us grunts and comes into the blonde's mouth. Not having second thoughts now, are you? He asks playfully. I shake my head. I'm not about to run away when my fantasy is so close, no matter what. Next to the bar is the hall with several closed doors that lead to private rooms, and that's where Simon and I head. Danny, wearing black jeans and a leather vest, is in room three with seven strangers. There's a mattress and a padded table in the middle of the room and a few chairs near the door to the bathroom at the back. But other than that, the space is empty. The lights seem bright, even with the walls painted dark maroon. The thumping beat from the DJ has been piped in through a pair of speakers hanging from the ceiling. Country. I can't believe I'm going to get gangbanged to country. Any way to change the music, I ask, frowning at the speakers. Don't worry, in a little bit you won't even notice the music, replies Danny with a warm smile. A couple of the men snort in amusement, and once again I'm reminded of their presence. Great. Everyone is still closed. We go over the rules before I'm introduced to the men I'll be spending the night with. Their ages range from 30 to 60, and I immediately forget half their names. Will that matter after? I'm not sure. A man named Bill is the last to greet me. He's got dark hair and dimples when he smiles. And from his confident hello, I guess this isn't his first time. Don't worry, we'll treat you good, he assures me. You better, I retort, but I'm not worried about that. Danny and Simon will be watching from the sidelines, making sure everyone follows the rules and I'm all right. You ready, Julie? Danny asks from behind me. Yes, I say, feeling confident for the first time tonight. This is my fantasy, and I'm going to enjoy it. Excitement overcoming nerves, I strip off my clothes, giving the men their first look at my middle-aged body belly and stretch marks and all the rest. Simon is staring at me too, and I know he thinks I'm beautiful. I hand him my clothes, and he gives me a reassuring smile. He doesn't say anything, and I'm glad. 
I wouldn't know what to say. I give him a chaste kiss and then turn around to face the men, finding them undressing. Bill is already naked, his cock at half-mast, as he eyes me up and down. Then he raises an arm, inviting me toward the table, which is about three feet high and covered in black vinyl. I climb on top and turn around, suddenly unsure what I'm going to do with seven men at once. Seven cocks. I expect them to swarm in like vultures on a kill, but they go slow, Bill taking the lead. As his fingers probe between my legs, I am so struck by the fact someone other than Simon or myself is touching me there. I am oblivious to the two bodies moving near my shoulders until one of them begins palming my breasts. Shit, I swear, as Bill finds my clit, sending a jolt of pleasure into my groin. Hands are all over me, and I am entirely aware of how real this is. The realization sends a riptide of arousal through my body, makes my skin prickle as if my nerves are reaching out in expectation. As Bill dips his head to lap at my clit with his tongue, I turn my head to the right and find my first cock. I latch onto it eagerly with my hand, then turn to my left and find another. It takes me a few minutes to work into a rhythm, but soon enough I have figured it out. In my groin, warmth is building like a bubbling spring from Bill's experienced tongue, and I shift, completely aware of how badly I want to be fucked. To have one of the cocks in my hand, in my mouth. I turn my head and open wide, and the owner of the cock in my right hand gets the hint. I peer up and meet his eyes, his half-lidded arousal sparking my own even more. I swirl my tongue around the tip, take him as deep as I can. Awkwardly, I continue stroking with my other hand as I begin to suck. I am aware for a moment that Bill's mouth has stopped its sucking, and then I am gasping as I feel his erection searching for my entrance. I moan as he slides inside. My mind chants, there are two cocks inside me. I want more. Their attention, their desire, their release. Bill's cock banging into my pussy seems to set off a new rhythm. Cocks are traded for cocks. I don't care. I can't because there's too many and I can't keep track. My bangers are reduced to body parts and I think I am too. But instead of feeling gross, it feels like I am bigger, more effervescent than I've ever been before. My insides are exploding and so, so warm. And as soon as fingers find my clit again, I am coming. The first cock explodes come onto my face and I grin. Deliriously happy that I have made this happen. That between my legs, another man is finding his pleasure and stoking mine. The only sounds I am conscious of are the slapping of flesh against flesh. The slick sucking sound of spit and lube the grunts of the men and my own constant moans. Danny was right. I have forgotten the music. I lose track of time, of how many cocks I've held in my hands, of how much sticky cum litters my skin, 
and how many times my own body has responded in kind. All I know is I don't want this brilliant, sloppy, disgusting, wonderful joining of flesh to stop. I am lost in the dream, the reality better than I could have imagined. I am still raring to go when I noticed there are only two men left, one in my mouth and one thrusting eagerly between my legs. We've moved onto the mattress where I lie on my back. The others loom over the three of us watching, but their cocks are spent. I peer up and find it's Bill, whose erection I am leaving with my tongue. His dimples appear as our eyes meet, and he rests a hand on top of my head, forcing me into a slow rhythm. I told you we'd treat you good, he says. And then he reaches down between my legs, my eyes following to where another middle-aged man continues to pummel me. It takes only a few minutes of this before I'm coming again. And shortly after the man fucking me comes too, hips jerking forward before stopping altogether. Then he's gone. Bill quickly moves to take his place, waving two others over to stand beside me. Their cocks are limp, but I grab them anyway. Mostly they massage my breasts, then rub any drawing cum into my skin. For an old guy, Bill's stamina is exceptional. His wiry body picks up a blinding rhythm, and soon I am moaning, eyes shut, body rocking on the table. All this sex has made me loose and boneless. I feel like a fluffy cloud being wafted along by the wind. Bill comes with a loud groan, his hips stilling as he ejects his pleasure for the last time. Then the men are moving away, Bill nodding to Danny and Simon, who I have forgotten about until now. Simon immediately moves next to me, and I feel too drunk off adrenaline and sex to try and read his expression. As I sit up, I'm tempted to stick my fingers into my pussy, but resist because Simon is handing me a towel. I wipe my face, my breasts, my stomach, and then drop it beside me. There, next to the table, I notice a small wastebasket on the floor for the first time. It is overflowing with used condoms, a testament to our evening. Maybe I should feel dirty, but I don't. I feel aroused and powerful to have drawn out so much pleasure. I stand up with Simon's assistance, my knees wobbling as my weight sinks onto my feet for the first time in what must be hours. How are you doing? asks Danny, appearing in front of us. In the back of my mind, I wish for another dozen guys to walk through the door. Great, I say. I'm sure my grin is stupid and manic, but I can't help it. I still feel as if I'm soaring. Danny smiles. I don't know if it's because he's pleased it all worked out, or if he believes he's created future business. I shower at the club, change, and then Simon and I go home. I make sure to thank Bill, who is standing at the bar when we leave. He gives me a wink and wishes me well. The only thing Simon utters the whole way home is, have fun, mm, is my hummed reply. But my heart is still pounding, and in my mind, the scenes are playing over and over. I barely realize when we pull onto our street. At home, I feel agitated and aroused as Simon and I brush our teeth and crawl into bed. My legs jump around under the covers, 
Simon stares at me from his pillow. You okay? He asks. Tentatively, he puts a hand on my arm. The touch ignites something inside me, and I press myself against him. My lips find his throat. Julie, he laughs, clearly surprised. Thank you, I say, breathlessly. I kiss his neck again, his jaw, his lips. After a moment, he returns the kiss, mouth opening, our tongues touching. I wonder for a moment if he needs this, or if I do. A reminder that I still want him, too. He lifts the covers and urges me onto my hands and knees. There is no foreplay before he thrusts inside. I am sore, but he feels perfect, and I moan as his hips begin to churn. I urge him faster, banging my hips backward against his thrusts. We are panting, quickly rising up the hill toward our climaxes. My left hand moves to dance between my legs. Julie, Simon gasps, his hips jerking faster. Fuck, I'm going to come. It's the desire in his tone that sends me over the edge, and together we dive over the crest, our moans bouncing off the walls of our master bedroom. Together, we collapse back onto the mattress. Lying there, I realize I finally feel sated, tired. I roll over and burrow myself into Simon's chest, not caring that he's sweaty. I love you, I tell him, the feeling and overwhelming pressure in my chest. I love you too, he says, making the pressure ease. He wraps an arm around me and tucks my head under his chin. I know tomorrow could change things, that any of my old worries could appear like haunting ghosts come to life, that wanting tonight could create whole new messes we didn't plan for. But for now, I am still floating easily, and so I drift off to dream of Casablanca. Six men and Bill and Simon, memories and fantasies spiraling together into beautiful, dirty, wonderful bliss. you guys we hope you enjoyed the show that was beautiful dirty wonderful by rm wood as featured in best women's erotica of the year volume four you can follow rm wood on twitter at rm wood writer contact us email us at the at gmail.com you can follow me at rose caraway and big daddy at big daddy dave Hey, are you interested in winning free print books, ebooks, or audiobooks? You can follow the show at The KMQ, exciting giveaways, and so much more. If you want to support the show and get more sexy stories, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Don't forget to leave us a sexy review. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Caraway. The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists. Nylor, Broke for Free, Michette, Kai Ingle, Ryan Little, David Mumford, Creo, Uncanny, and the introduction music by Vivich. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 4. Stupid Fish. 
Oh, I wouldn't show her out of my bed for eating crackers. <laughs>